This sermon is brought to you by Buford Road Baptist Church. The speaker today is missionary Kevin Brown. Our text comes from John chapter 18, verses 37 and 38. Read with me John chapter 18, verses 37 to 38. It says, Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I unto the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Pilate saith unto him, What is truth? Jesus had just told Pilate that he had come to this earth to be a witness of the truth, to, to tell the truth. Pilate, before this, had heard all of the accusations about Jesus Christ uh, from the Jews. And now he's heard Jesus' testimony, and he looks to Jesus and says, what is the truth? Isn't that all we want to know? We've wondered the same thing watching the news or or listening to accounts of what was going on, whether it be in Ukraine, or whether it be here in the U.S. or in China. All we want to know is, what is the truth? It seems that truth is still something difficult to discern today. It can be questionable, perhaps, or unclear, or even doubtful. On January 24, 2021, the Washington Post had a headline that read, Trump's false or misleading claims total 30,573 over four years. Now, I'm not trying to make a political statement tonight, or this morning, only bringing reference to the fact that there were uh, fact checkers that listened to every word that Trump said publicly. Uh, Kessler, Rizzo, and Kelly uh, have a list, you can find it online today, of everything that he said that wasn't exactly entirely true, and how many times he repeated it. <laughs> you can find the same for Biden and Obama as well, but uh, <clears throat> I'm not trying to uh, analyze, just only pointing out the fact that we can say things that are not entirely true partly true or completely wrong. This behavior is not unique or limited to the United States. It's a norm, sadly, for government agencies around the world. If you think about it, truthfully, we are surrounded by lies. I mean, what if it's not true, what is it? Right? From news to commercials, we claim even a particular product is the best there is. A few years ago, there was a popular brand of soda, and their slogan was, Taste the Feeling. I don't know if you remember it or not, but suggesting that you can actually taste something that's emotional. Well, if, is really soda capable of doing that? <laughs> if we were to know the truth, in all actuality, what you experience is a caffeine buzz and a sugar rush, right? I mean, let's speak the truth, amen? So this morning, let's ask these questions of ourselves. 
What words are used to describe something that is not true? It can be a false statement, a half-truth. Sometimes we even call them white lies. I even heard a man who was raising money for a specific uh, project, and when more money came in before what he had announced he needed, he realized that that's what he needed, the more amount of money than he called for. And he actually used the term, I misspoke, forgive me. <laughs> I don't know, I'm not saying that means he lied, just you be the judge, okay? What motivates a person to lie? Think about that for a moment. Personal gain? Pride? Anger or fear? There are many other things that I could list, but just think about what motivates people to lie. And if we ask those questions, we also have to ask this question. What is the end result of a lie? Guilt. Punishment, loss of trust, on and on and on. These questions are for the purpose of recognizing the importance of truth. And that is what our focus will be this morning. Truth, make note of this, truth is the only antidote for a lie. The only thing that can refute a lie is truth. And this morning... We as a church have the absolute truth, the Word of God in our possession. But there's something that we must know about truth. Sometimes it's a hidden truth. Have you ever heard that terminology? Look with me in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. It's a little lengthy passage, but bear with me. We're going to read it in entirety for the context here this morning. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1-11. through 11. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto Him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things, and now ye know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in this time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work, only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. And with all deceivableness, of unrighteousness in them that perish because they received not the love of the truth that he might be saved. They, they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie. I know that pastors made reference 
to this passage uh, in his prophecy series. But we visit it again this morning because it's talking about deception. The first point was hidden truth. And oftentimes, the truth can be hidden because of deception. In this passage, Paul is warning the Thessalonians to not be troubled about the news of Christ's return. Uh, They knew that the Antichrist was going to come and that he was going to be defeated eventually. We're not to fear the Antichrist because we as Christians know that he will be defeated one day. And Paul warned them about what was going to happen before Christ's return and how people would be deceived. And it would be the work of the Antichrist. But he also made mention that God would send a delusion to those who rejected the truth so they will believe a lie. My friends, in my experience in sharing the gospel with people, this day has already come. People are rejecting the truth of the gospel more than I've ever seen before. And I believe, truthfully, there are some people who are already deceived. I believe that uh, as pastor preaches and believes, that uh, after the rapture, after the Christians have been taken up to heaven, that all who had heard the gospel and rejected it will uh, be deceived. They will have a delusion and they will believe a lie. Today, I believe you would agree with me that lying has become an epidemic, a serious problem today. It's the reason we must be vigilant and be aware as Christians. This is the reason why there is a rise in false doctrine and teaching today in the church. If anybody needs to be more cautious, it's we as Christians in the church. It is nothing more than a lie from a Satan to distract people from the truth. We have to recognize that that is Satan's purpose. It's what he did with Eve in the garden, and it's what he's still doing today, to distract you from the truth. Now stay with me. There is hidden truth, but sometimes the truth is revealed in part. Turn with me to Luke chapter 9, verses 43 to 45. Luke 9, 43-45. And they were all amazed at the mighty power of God, but while they wondered every one at all things which Jesus did, he said unto his disciples, Let these sayings sink down into your ears, for the Son of Man shall be delivered into the hands of men. Here he's trying to tell them what he's going to suffer, uh, that he's going to die on the cross. Verse 45, But they understood not the saying, And notice that it was hid from them, that they perceived it not, and they feared to ask him of that saying. Let me challenge you this morning. If there's ever something you do not understand about the Word of God, please feel free to ask. (laughs) Don't sit there and wonder. But notice that uh, Jesus didn't reveal the entire truth to his disciples because there would be a day and time when he would, when they would understand everything. It's important for us to understand that Christ had a purpose for not revealing everything at once. You see, the disciples themselves had their own idea of what Jesus' purpose was. 
They truly believed that he was going to establish a kingdom. And I, and I think they believed that he would free them from bondage of Rome. You know, sometimes if we don't understand something, we tend to dismiss it. So that's why I challenge you, never just assume that it's too difficult to understand. Always ask. But Jesus knew that in the very near future for his disciples, that they were going to understand. He was going to send the Comforter, and the Holy Spirit was going to open their eyes to everything that Jesus had taught them uh, prior to his death. But he also knew, and he also intended, for his disciples to search for the truth. Uh, we also need to understand that when we search for something, we better understand and are better able to remember what we've been searching for. Think with me for a minute. When you were in school as a student, whether it was college or in high school, or even before that, did you ever have a teacher that before a test would give you all of the questions and all of the answers on the test? Okay, maybe not then I feel so sorry for you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I can remember there was a few classes like that, and I can remember everybody cramming for the test, just remembering and memorizing those facts or those principles or those concepts. And it'd be difficult to pass the same test today. But the teachers that told you what to study and had you read and search out what the meaning was for yourself, they guided you in your study. That's what you learned. Those concepts are still with you today. And those concepts you're able to apply to your life. This is the reason that I believe that Christ intended for us as Christians to search for the truth. So we search for the truth. Hidden truth, if there's hidden truth, we must search for the truth. That is what is required of us. But why should we search for it? Look with me in Proverbs chapter 25, number 2, verse 2. Proverbs 25, 2 says, It is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings is to search out a matter. It is honorable for you to seek truth today. And let me add this by saying that you can not only just seek truth by attending church. I believe it is each of us has a responsibility to study the truth on our own time, at home, on a daily basis. And if you search for truth in the right place, you will find the truth. Look with me now in John chapter 3. We will re read verses 1 through 12. Again, we will read the entire passage for context. I know it's familiar to you. But again, it's a man seeking truth, and he's come to the right place to find it. John chapter 3, verse number 1 says, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher and come from God, for no man can do these miracles 
that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Notice that the scripture doesn't say Nicodemus asked a question yet. He's only made a statement, and Jesus is already answering a question that he knows he's going to ask. Verse 4, Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel, and knowest not these things? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, We speak that we do know, and testify that we have seen, and ye, have, and ye receive not our witness. If I have told you earthly things, and ye believe not, how shall ye believe if I tell you of heavenly things? Jesus was challenging this man who had uh, devoted his life to studying Scripture. He knew the Scripture, and yet he was missing the whole point. It was the truth of the Word of God that was to change your life. It was to give you spiritual life and a, re, uh, a rebirth, if you will, and new direction in life. Yes, Nicodemus came to Christ for the truth. But Jesus already knew what he wanted to know. Jesus also knew that Nicodemus was familiar with the Scriptures. Nicodemus had the truth here. And Jesus was able to testify that everything that he had studied all his life was absolute true. Man is born physically as a sinner. And he must be born spiritually as a child of God. It's that simple. And the sooner you realize that, the sooner your life can be an honor and glory to God and you can have an eternal home in heaven. So there can be, truth can be hidden. We are to search the truth. And truth is valuable. The Bible says that it's literally worth more than silver or gold. Turn with me in Psalm chapter 119. Verse 70, 72. The law of thy mouth is better unto me than thousands of gold and silver. David is writing these words about the word of God and how much he valued it. David, a king, and yet recognizing that the Word of God is more valuable than any earthly possession that he could have. Look at verse 127. Psalm 119, 127 says, Therefore I love thy commandments above gold, yea, above fine gold. Can you say that this morning? Do you love the Word of God more 
than the finest gold this world has to offer because it's that valuable. It truly is. It's a living Word of God and it changes lives. It's changed my life and it's the reason that God has called me to preach the Gospel. Not just in Croatia, everywhere that I go. Proverbs 23.23 By the truth, by the truth, excuse me, and sell it not, also wisdom and instruction and understanding. We are to, I believe this verse is saying, invest time and money into learning the truth. Do not forsake it. Do not forget it. When you seek for the truth, you will also gain wisdom, instruction, and understanding. As I said before, we learn the truth better when we have to search for it. When you read the Bible and don't understand it, keep reading and keep studying until you do. Okay? This church is a good place to start, but you've got to continue it at home on your own. Why is the truth of the Word of God so valuable? Let's turn back to John chapter number 8. We'll read verses 31 to 36. John 8, 31 to 36. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth ever. If the son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. This morning there are truths that we don't like to hear. One of those is sin is... Uh, it will put you in bondage. It will steal your joy. But the truth will set you free. The only thing that can set you free from sin is the Word of God, the truth of His Word. Amen. Continue in His Word and become His disciples. His truth can free you from the guilt and power of sin because He gives forgiveness. Do you know that it's possible to lie without saying anything at all? Uh, let's turn there. Genesis chapter 37. I wasn't going to go there this morning, but... Genesis chapter 37. We're going to look at Joseph and his brothers. Just for a moment. For the sake of time, we won't read the full passage, but 
We're going to focus on Genesis chapter 7, verse 32. You know that Joseph, his brothers, were very jealous of him. If you're familiar with the story, he came to bring supplies to them, and they captured him, and they sold him uh, to a band of travelers, and he was sold as a slave into Egypt. But what did his brothers do after they sold him? You remember? They took his coat of many colors, and they killed a goat, and they dipped it in blood. In verse 32, it tells us what they did with it. And they sent the coat of many colors, and they brought it to their father and said, This have we found. Know how whether it be thy son's coat or no. Now, take note of the first part of that verse. It said, and they sent the coat of many colors. This is implying that they didn't take the coat themselves. They sent the coat ahead of them to their father by way of servants. And I believe that the servants brought this uh, soiled coat to their, uh, their master, and he recognized it immediately. And what did he do? He believed that his son had been torn by a wild beast. Realized that the servants didn't say anything to refute what his father thought, nor did his brothers try to tell him exactly what happened. In fact, I believe they never said a word about it. They only left their father alone to believe what he wanted to believe. Isn't that tragic? And what happened to his brothers? You know, they carried that guilt for years, never telling their father. Even after they found Joseph alive in Egypt and they came back and they took uh, Joseph and, uh, I mean, uh, Jacob, excuse me, and all of their belongings to live in Egypt uh, where there was food and plenty, they still never explained what happened to Joseph. And uh, you know that Jacob eventually dies. In Genesis chapter 50, you can read the account of uh, his brothers. After their father passes away, they gather together and they say, hey, we need to go to Joseph and we need to uh, plea for forgiveness and apologize to him. And uh, in that chapter, Joseph literally tells them, hey, you've already been forgiven. You say, Brother Kevin, why are you telling that story? Listen, if you know the truth of the Word of God, the Gospel, that except man be saved, they will spend an eternity in hell, and you say nothing, every person that you don't tell that is believing in something else to get to heaven or to escape hell is believing a lie. And I believe that we're guilty. I challenge you this morning to know the truth, to search for it, but to proclaim the truth. You listen to missionary Kevin Brown. For more information, visit our website at BufordRoadBaptistChurch.com.